there is something that feels really solid as the foundations of this relationship that you have with your therapist. Because you need that for then the calling you out on your shit to, to feel safe, to feel okay. On today's episode, we are actually going to discuss therapy. Now, personally, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Therapy has been the most positively impactful thing I have ever done for myself in my life and has ultimately helped me live a better life. I'm a huge advocate for it, but I also understand from the conversations I've had with a lot of people that there's people who want to try it or are potentially a little bit open to it, but they get to the point where they have one or two sessions and they're not getting the results they expect or they anticipate and they bow out. And so I just want to have a chat with you, Therapist Dan, today about that, about how we can potentially work towards finding a therapist that works for us, how therapy can help us and what it's like to go to therapy for those who haven't gone to therapy. Welcome back to the chair, Therapist Dan. Hey, Edwina. It's great to see you again. Before I start, though, I just want to share with you my personal story of ultimately how I first ended up in therapy. Yeah. I've experienced depression twice. I'm not depressed. I experienced depression. And I got there because there were things in my life that were snowballing, gathering up, emotions, beliefs, feelings. I couldn't process them by myself. Mm -hmm. That ultimately led to depression or me experiencing that feeling, that emotion. Now I'm aware of that. I've had, had it happen a couple of times. So if things are starting to get a little bit heavy for me, if I'm aware enough now to know that before I get to that dark place, I start therapy before. Mm-hmm. It's the way I avoid getting crazy, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's kind of the opposite to what the stigma is, yeah. that you must be mentally unwell or you must be really doing having battles in life to need a therapist. Uh-huh. It's kind of like my, well, you know, it's like, it's like exercise, right? Do you know, I do a little bit every day or every few days and that keeps me well. Yep. So therapy is the same. And and I think it's really important to say that you don't have to consistently do therapy all the time. I go to therapy, but I haven't I haven't seen my counselor for now a good 7 or 8 months. Mm-hmm. But there might be times last year I did because I had a really hard year. Life's pretty good. It's goodish, as you would say <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Life's yep. pretty goodish. <laughs> and there's no need for me to be having talk therapy right now. I feel like I've got a fair few tools up my sleeve to manage with whatever everyday life's throwing at me. Yep. But if something traumatic or something quite heavy hit tomorrow, I know I can go back and, and deal with that or process that emotion or that, that feeling or whatever that issue is in my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as a therapist, what's your perception of how often people should go? And and I know it depends. I'm sorry, but yes. (laughs) It does depend. (laughs) But sometimes I feel like after therapy, I just need a few months to process what I've actually spoken about and discussed. Yeah. And it kind of settles in a little bit. Connecting this to little portions of what you were just sharing with me. Um, I had a professor back at uni that told us that usually people end up in therapy 
once they've tried everything else. Considering that therapy has a financial cost and all that sort of thing, of course, if something's not working for someone, they would try everything that they can on their own. They would reach out and talk to their networks and family and friends and all that sort of thing first. They would probably get all the self-help books first. They would probably listen to the podcasts and all that sort of thing before they go, okay, I guess I need like a personalized one-on-one kind of thing. And that allowed me to appreciate how I become someone's last line of defense, Mm. right? When they've just, they've exhausted all the other options, right? So in a lot of cases, they kind of show up with this like, sort of like experience of like, I have no idea what to do with this. I've tried everything. Just like, okay, anything you throw my way that I haven't tried before, I'll be happy with, Mm. right? So that also means when things get okay again, as a therapist, you kind of get dumped pretty quickly and easily. <laughs> Jeez, it's tough out there, isn't I, it? I honestly, yeah. every time someone dumps me as a therapist, um, I don't see it as a, 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 like, it doesn't hurt me at all because I'm thinking, that's great. They don't need that last line of defense anymore. They're making things work right now. They don't need me. And that's awesome. That's literally my job to make myself unnecessary mm-hmm. in their life. <laughs> You've done a good job then. Yeah. So I was like, I literally, yeah, I I literally just go pat on the back. (laughs) Great job, Dan. Yeah, great. Fantastic. (laughs) Doing great. Yeah. So the second thing is we don't like the term crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a bit harsh. It is a bit harsh. It it, it entails no kindness to the Mm. whole thing. Yeah, I agree. And And in a way, it just has really negative social connotations. Oh, absolutely. What I'd like to consider as an umbrella term or an umbrella concept to what brings people to therapy is a struggle and that can be so many different things right that can be a relational struggle that can be an internal struggle that can be an an emotional struggle um that can be a life stage struggle or an adjustment struggle that can be something like i've been dating for 20 something years and like nothing's happening and like this does doesn't that doesn't feel good are we in a, uh, like a therapy session for me right now no that was just a <laughs> random example oh, it just random but mind. not really <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't know it was very random to me <laughs> one way of looking at it that i think it i learned this back in uni and it made a lot of sense to me usually people end up in this position when they are experiencing some form of loss of freedom. Let me explain that. When someone's depressed, they lose most of their emotional range and they're kind of like, they're left to the confines of sadness. So that is Mm. a loss of freedom regarding your emotional range. If it's something that is more behavioral, right? They lose the freedom of choosing to do something else. Like say, for example, if it's an addiction, if they've been dating for 20-something years and nothing's been happening, that feels like a loss of control of what we are doing with connecting with other people. So it becomes this big question mark of, like, why do I feel constricted in this way? Why do, I, why do I, my range used to be this and all of a sudden is this, whether that is emotional or behavioral or even cognitive or whatever. That's one of the reasons why, and, and this is something that I really like uh, about some of the ways that th- therapy has been conceptualized in the past in the field is that technically therapy is very much every time an emancipatory process 
where you are getting rid of things that feel like constraints. And that's how you... Get your freedom back. That's exactly right. Wow. I love that. I think that's so on point to why you would get therapy. Yeah. Something I've heard a couple of times and it for my personal situation, mm-hmm. this is how I'm affected by this. I have to go to therapy because I've had people in my life who wouldn't. So that kind of generational trauma. Yeah. Caregivers haven't gone and worked on their stuff. That's why I'm in therapy. Yep. And the last thing I ever want to do is pass on. And look, I know you can never be perfect and you can never, you know, not have wounds or mm-hmm. certain things that's going on. We're, we're human. We're living in the human experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing the best I can. So if I ever have dependence or if I'm ever in a really solid, healthy, loving relationship, mm-hmm. I don't bring my shit into that mm-hmm. or pass that on to them. That is that is my pay it forward to the person, the people I'm going to spend most of my time with, yeah. particularly my dependents. Yeah. I do not want them to go through the pain I have been through. Yep. So I am I'm the person that is going to do my best to work on myself. I know I won't be perfect, but I'll be a lot better than where I've come from mm-hmm. in terms of healing and, and working on traumas and- all the things we we pick up and learn and form as as children mm-hmm. so that no one has to experience the pain and suffering and challenges I've had to. Yeah. That's why I do it. If you're anything like me, you might be in an age in your life where you're struggling to lose weight or at least keep it off. I had been going to the gym six days a week. I went on a calorie deficit diet and even after six weeks of doing all I thought I needed to shift some weight, I discovered I had in fact put weight on. It was then through my frustrations, I was recommended to go and have a consult with naturopath Carolyn Allen from The Balanced Naturopath. After the initial consult and doing some bloods, she put me on a program that was specific to my nutritional needs. So for the last month, I've been eating nothing but whole foods, including proteins, vegetables, and fruits, and I have lost an astounding eight kilos, that's in a month, and nine centimeters off my waist alone. Aside from the uncomplicated weight loss, I also feel amazingly healthy at the moment. I know for most people I'm surrounded by, they've all caught some kind of flu or allergy, and I haven't even had a tingle of a sniffle, which is very rare for me, particularly at this time of year. One of the things I truly love about Carolyn's recommendations as a naturopath, though, is she doesn't load you up with a ton of tonics and herbs like many others. She gives you only the necessary supplements to support your body and hormone health. I can honestly say I've never lost weight intentionally so effortlessly before as I have working with Carolyn, and I feel amazing. You can head to the link in the show notes or on the website to book a free 15-minute discovery call with Carolyn to see if she's suitable for your needs. I think that a lot of people are way more aware of this than they used to be. Absolutely. And and a lot of people are thinking about how they got to this position in a, from from a perspective of like, oh, well, look, this is what my lineage has been looking like. This is what it looks like. And it makes sense that maybe this thing that I'm experiencing today is something that has been generations and generations in the making. 
So there is very interesting, very, very powerful concepts in terms of things that people say, like healing your own bloodline mm. or, or, or doing the work that your grandma didn't do or something like that. Because yes, that, that's a very real thing. When you have someone with a particular wound, that wound just leaks into the way that they connect with other people. And then that creates a wound on the next mm. one. And then that just gets passed, passed on. on. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. And I think one of the beautiful things when I eventually found the counsellor I see yeah. and I've had such a long and amazing client therapist relationship with her, yeah. you know, sometimes when she says, she would say things like, for instance, there'll be someone in my life that has caused a lot of grief and, and sadness and really, I guess, their actions upon me has affected affected me and how I've grown up. Yeah. But when your counsellor says to you, oh, that person's quite fucked up, <laughs> it's, given, it's given me some kind of validation. Mm-hmm. And like to something I've probably known, but when you have a someone who's, I guess, trained and that's what they do every day to pull people's personalities and behaviours apart and they're saying they're validating something you've known, whereas other people may not. Yeah. Wow, that's really freeing to go, okay, <laughs> if, my, if my therapist is telling me that person's really <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I can allow myself to, yeah. to say that for yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. And- actually helps with the healing a little bit. Absolutely. Because you know it's just not you. Yeah. That's been some, there's been some powerful conversations and, and sessions I've had with my counsellor. Sometimes she really calls me out of my shit though. <laughs> yeah. Particularly like I've got like, you know, obviously abandonment wounds has led to choosing the wrong type of men in dating. Mm-hmm. It works, you know, my self-worth and all these things. And like I look at even the men I was dating three, four years ago, four. There's no way. Big difference. I, oh, it's huge difference. <laughs> and even probably like two years ago, to realistically, you know, it's all a process and we learn and we. I continue to grow. She, sometimes I'd meet a guy and I'd be like, I'd sit down and, and I'd be like, oh, so I've met this guy and he's this, this and this and she'd just call me out on it <laughs> straight away. Uh-huh. And she's like, why are you contacting him, you know, 10 times a day in the first week? And I'd be like, oh, Oh, a little, oh. little abandonment wound on Edwina's shoulder there. Little Ed, we, we say in our therapy sessions go, there's little Edwina and there's grown Edwina. And a lot of my stuff comes from little, little Edwina. Yeah. And really trying to put that little Edwina into a persona of how she's affected my adult life. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really hard when you go to your therapist and you're excited about dating someone and they're calling you out on it straight away and you're like, ugh. But... <laughs> Holy smokes, I, I know that saved me from so many moments and situations where it could have ended a lot worse or it could have been dragged out and it was toxic or whatever. So I think when you, you're okay with people calling you out in your shit, mm-hmm. you can actually really get a lot of benefit out of, out of therapy. What I think you're saying is something really important there <laughs> is, is the fact that there is something that feels really solid as a as the foundations of this relationship that you have with your therapist, right? Because you need that for then the calling you out on your shit to, to feel safe, to feel okay. 
if this same thing was being said by someone that you just met and you're just on your first session and you have no idea what they're like and and you and this thing hasn't been established very well that would probably be a big like hell no i'm not going to do this it's something that i like to call the rules of the engagement of what the space of therapy should be like and i might say some things are a bit controversial and i hope my colleagues don't hang me or something like that <laughs> go for it uh, but what i think it's super important and this is actually something that has been researched like that there is there's a really beautiful um study that was done a few years ago that they called the the common factors study right and they looked at what works in therapy they did just basically just threw a whole bunch of variables in there and they were like okay which ones have the most power in predicting good outcomes in therapy and they had stuff like the theoretical orientation of the clinician right so like what kind of frameworks they were using uh and they had even like stuff like placebo effect and that sort of thing right and they ended up with this pie chart that I think it's one of the most ironic and beautiful pieces of research that has ever been done in this field. But basically what they realized is that the two bigger factors, the biggest pieces of this pie chart were the therapeutic relationship and what they call extra therapeutic factors. So basically things in the client's life that have been changing through the course of therapy. and that might be related to the conversations that they were having within the space or it might be completely different things like the theoretical orientation of the clinician actually had about the same effect size as placebo effect so basically not important at all wow. <laughs> which is incredible to me because when you do the studying you basically just get a whole lot of theoretical knowledge which in the end is not really what does the trick mm. <laughs> right? it's not transitioning to the help people are requiring exactly. it's not the it's not the thing that matters the most yes. the thing that matters the most is the nature of that connection yes right so when a lot of people have say for example they they tell me stories of when they go to a therapist and they didn't feel comfortable or they didn't you know the words that they use is like i just didn't gel with that therapist that means that between the two of them right they are missing out on creating the safety we call that emotional and relational safety of the space at the beginning of the thing you basically show up to a therapy session the first time and you're like okay i basically a part of you is just sussing the therapist out and that is absolutely the thing that needs, needs to, to happen yeah. and then you develop the trust you develop that sense of safety that is basically what will allow you to do all of the challenging stuff later on yeah. if you don't have that yeah. you don't you're never going to get there yeah so it's actually really the bones of this is finding the right therapist that you connect with absolutely and like a hairdresser if you went to a hairdresser for the first time you got a haircut that you weren't happy with You wouldn't stop getting haircuts. Exactly. You would go to a new hairdresser. And I think if you're I truly believe and I don't want to push this on anyone, but I'm just such a massive advocate for therapy and I know how much it's positively changed my life. Mm-hmm. I say this with kindness to myself, but I didn't like myself before I started getting serious therapy. 
because I had so many things I had to work on and I wasn't truly me either. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I am authentically me. If you're thinking about therapy or you've tried it once and it didn't really, you didn't really, as you said, gel with their therapist the first or second or even third time, try and go again. Find someone else. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, it took, as I said at the start of the episode, it took me multiple times to find the right person. And that counselor I've been with for years, as I said, I haven't seen her for the last eight months, but you know, next week I might need to see her. I, I might, I may. So because that relationship's already there. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And, and that's probably why it feels amazing. Mm. Be- because you know that they're in the out in the world, there's this person that knows you very well and can call you on your shit and it feels fine. That's the beauty of it, right? And I think that sometimes therapies, well, I'm going to say therapists, and this is probably when I get um, cancelled, um, <laughs> therapists might miss out on the focus of what their job might be in terms of they might be more focused on doing therapy by the book than creating that connection with the person that they're working with. And that's why I love you. And that's why I chose you to come on the podcast because, as I like to say, you aren't too stiff. You're a little bit more real world. And I think you just, you're far more relatable to talk to as well. Mm -hmm. So that's one, that's exactly what I didn't want someone to follow the book on this podcast and to show people how down to earth and normal therapists can be. (laughs) I literally say everyone. Uh, on the first session, when I when just start a new a new a new process to everyone on the first session, I say, I yes, sure, I've done my studies and all that sort of thing. But first and foremost, I'm I'm a person. I'm a real human being. So if you ever want to ask me things like, oh, how was it like to just grow up in Latin America, or what was it to migrate to Australia, or whatever, like I'm happy to talk about it because I'm a re- I'm, I'm I'm a real human. And because of that, I, I can make mistakes and then we can just work it out. I, I might say something that doesn't fully make sense to the person and I'm already from the first few minutes of the first session. I'm saying this is a, this is a two-way relationship. You're not, you, please don't take whatever I say face value. Yes. Please feel Kosher. absolutely free to challenge me on whatever I'm saying because this has to work for you. So if someone sits down in front of me and goes, oh, I've been depressed for six months, and someone else sits down and goes, I've been depressed for six months. Completely different things. My job is to understand the specifics. My job is to understand what this particular reduction in freedom is all about. That might be totally unique. Now, if you are looking for an amazing therapist and you are based in Brisbane, the link to access Dan and be one of his clients will be in the show notes for you. And as I said, I'm a I'm a big fan of Dan, oh, therapist Dan. You. He's amazing. I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> thank you. He's amazing, and I would highly recommend to go and have a chat to him if you feel like you're up to to going and having a chat to someone about potentially expanding the freedom in your life. If you're anything like me, you know your life improves by the quality of the content that you consume. For example, reading. However, if you're also anything like me and you're extremely time poor, I have the tool for you to learn the knowledge and insights to improve your life radically in just 15 minutes a day. 
Blinkist is a fantastic app that summarizes some of the best nonfiction books in the world, all in less than the time it may take some of us to have a shower. Just like a podcast, you can learn on your commute, walking, or even doing the housework. With access to over 6,500 nonfiction books that cover topics like self-development, money, science and relationships, there's sure to be a topic that interests you. Get more knowledge in less time. Sign up to the app today by heading to the link in the show notes or head over to the Damsel in Success website for all the full information there.